0: 2-1 welcome back to the any given thursday podcast i'm your co-host max and with me as always oh is uh david indeed yes. uh we've just wrapped up match week four of the group stage can you believe we're so far along already some teams have qualified some have been eliminated um but for many it's still all to play for feels like we just started yesterday it does. It, it really wasn't does. really that long ago if you think about it. Yeah, it's only but, been a couple months uh, it's only of us doing it been a <laughs> couple months. Um, so, let's... Unfortunately, we always have to start off with Arsenal, because they're in Group A. Yeah. Well, and... you know what? We could,
1: theoretically, start off with PSV and Zurich. You're right. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's mix it up a little bit. So,
0: Group A, PSV 5, Zurich nil, Bodo nil, Arsenal 1. We'll start in Holland. Um, last week, we surmised that uh, PSB could probably win by four goals again. Not only did they win by, did they score five goals again? They actually won by five this time because yeah. they achieved a clean sheet. Um, this was basically a, the spitting image of what happened last week. Um, just from the get go Gutierrez tapped in, uh, the opening goal. And then it was three till by <laughs> halftime, uh, goals from Vierman and Sangare. Vierman added another in the, uh, in the second half and then Algazi had quite a nice finish in the 84th off the bench to wrap up another fucking beatdown this was what's the Zurich new coach's name oh my god whatever his name is uh, this was his first match in charge tough one yeah. (laughs) tough one to get to get going Uh, he has a long road ahead Um, yeah it's a tough rebuild right now for Zurich they have a lot they need to improve yeah it's crazy how quickly they fell off a cliff after being literally the champions of Switzerland last year it's it's hard to quite fathom, I think probably for some of their fan base, but when you watch a lot of these goals, it's like I mean the amount of space p s v are afforded, especially like in and around the uh in and around the box, like nobody kind of steps up to challenge at any point mm-hmm. um they're free to sort of play quick little one twos through the lines uh the marking on set pieces is leaves a lot to be desired, so I don't think we need to go too much more into this um it's the end of the road for Zurich. Um they're all but eliminated still technically in the running for third, but uh I think we know how that's gonna get how that's gonna end for them. Not great, probably. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, PSV pick up the the key three points heading into their first match with Arsenal next week. Remember, PSV do also add a lot of goal difference in these two matchups, which could
1: put or could play a really big role in deciding Mm-hmm. who goes through them or Bodo.
2: And, and even though Zurich is a there.
0: disaster in general, they did catch Zurich on what you would call the perfect time, mm-hmm. which was the last game before the manager got fired and the first match of the new manager before his, the squad figured out. So maybe they'll put up more resistance against Arsenal and Bodo. I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of Bodo, uh, Neil Bodo, one Arsenal. Um, Bodo again put up a pretty decent performance, even better than last week. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in chance creation cause but they really held Arsenal to minimal looks. Um, finishing with a 0.61 next to Arsenal's 0.72, six shots to seven, not a lot in it. Um, Saka got the goal through kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of, do you remember the Scott Sterling video?
1: No. Oh man. It's a great YouTube video. It's a parody video. Um, mm-hmm. uh, American college soccer goalie making saves with his face. Oh yeah, over yeah, and over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, until yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember can't that. Can't stand up. Soccer yeah. kind of has that same thing happen <laughs> to him. Right ball, in the face to flex off the defender, yeah. back into his face, and into the goal. But
0: it was an unfortunate one. to concede. Really tough for Unlucky, Bodo to win, but
1: yeah. it snaps a. I think it was 14 straight home European games that Bodo mm-hmm. had won. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that artificial turf, just like HJK, yeah. plays a role. Really hard to play on. Really hard to play on. Says Man. Jose
0: Mourinho after losing, like, 6-2.
1: Yeah. Or 6-1, whatever it was. It got embarrassed. That's yeah. what it was. But I thought, you know, Bodo Glimp were pretty impressive in both these ties, keeping it relatively close, even if they weren't yeah, able to Yeah, they're pretty good up. at controlling
0: the pace, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and the it gives of me the game.
1: confidence that they can compete against, maybe not teams of, like, the top four leagues in mm-hmm. the knockout stages, but anyone else. This looks like it could be a
0: regular thing from them from here on out, you know, competing at this level of competition. Mm. Um, I do have to say, when I first started watching this game, which
1: I wasn't able to catch too much of because I was in class during it. Fucking nerd. I know. um, Disgusting nerd. I looked up, I was like, oh wow, they're playing so many teenagers because I saw Sokka Nketia, Likonga, and Ketia, Lakonga. Ketia's like, not a teenager. They're not teenagers. It, I really <laughs> felt like yet. they were still like 17 years old. Nah. And Ketia and like, are like 21, 22. I they're think. all 22 or 23. Yeah. Pretty much everybody that was out there except yeah. for Sokka and Remember in the back them line, being teenagers. I know. In my mind, they're still teenagers. I was like, man. Is Sokka 20? It has kind of caught up to me. Sokka I think is 20 now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. It really was a reminder
1: that I'm marching closer and closer to my inevitable
0: death. Uh huh. So. As are we all, but most crucially Zurich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where that leaves us in the table, through three games played, Arsenal has nine points, PSV has seven, Vodoglimp through four played has four, Zurich has none. So, moving on to Group B, uh, which saw uh, AEK fall again to Fenarbache, 1-2 in Cyprus, and Kiev fall to Rennes, 0-1 in Poland. Um, let's start with AEK 1-2 Fenerbahce. Um, this game had a lot of pens awarded. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fenerbahce opened through jo- Joao Pedro. Uh, and then AEK leveled up in the second, early second half with a penalty. Fenerbahce then scored the winner from a penalty, scored, finished by Bacuay, um, who's had a nice start to his life as yeah. a Fenerbahce player. It's a good player. level for him. It is. I think that Turkish league. Uh-huh. Um, uh ak player angel garcia soon picked up a red after that Let's leading see. to another pen um for fener this one was missed by under valencia no. to keep the game alive but there wasn't really much in it left for ak with 10 men they lose 2-1 um the penalties really inflated the xgs in this game yes fener had almost a 3 xg but t- like half of that is penalties i think it'd be more than half. more than, than half of it
1: about like 2.10 xg estimated from the penalties right yeah, it's like point 0.7, seven each. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um I know it varies a little bit based on point seven, point seven factors. five each. So each. Sometimes it would be like it would have, yeah, it'd be half half the XG. And the uh, and AK wouldn't have had much at all in front of goal if not for the pen. So this is about, about a fair result, kind of similar to last week. Um and then Ren take out
1: Dino Kiev, one nothing. It was Christopher
2: Woo Woo.
1: Right off the start of the second uh, half. It's his first minutes. goal
0: for the club. He's a 21-year-old center back they bought from Lons like six weeks ago, mm-hmm. but the end of the transfer window. Uh, promising young center back came in, uh, rotated for this game. Um, good for him. I feel
1: like you could attach the adjectives promising young <laughs> to literally every player yeah. on Ren these days. They yeah. seem to the find French so many in good general. players.
0: Uh, promising youngster. Uh, yeah, not much to say here. Kiev all offered frighteningly little today. Um 0.19 xg from 6 shots. Um you know, they're just really struggling to find any sort of attacking prowess in this competition so far. Yeah, and these games uh this group is really I
1: think it's going to be completely decided in all likelihood on October 27th, the next round when Ren play Fenabache for first place in the group and Kiev play Banarca <laughs> for <laughs> Yeah third place
0: right um yeah if a uh yeah as it stands now fenerbahce and ren on 10 points aek L- larnaca on three kiev on none uh so yeah if aek ren... picks up a result against kiev they clinch third whoever wins the ren fenerbahce game will be in great shape fenerbahce has the tiebreaker i believe because they the tiebreaker is oh no they drew goal didn't difference. They? yeah they drew so they drew so, so the they tie have breakers... the tiebreaker by one goal yeah but difference yeah if uh
1: so, if you win that game, you win the group. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a draw, then it'll come down to goal difference on the last day. Mm-hmm. Which, with the buys, actually would be kind of an interesting scenario to see them. Yeah, I think really so, Really yeah. trying to pour goals in and, like, looking up the scoreboard
0: to see how many more do we need. You know,
1: kind of a fun scenario.
0: We'll see what happens next week. Meanwhile, in Group C, uh, Betis and Roma played to a 1-1 draw in Seville. In Seville. Um, and... Ludigaretz defeated HJK at home 2 nil in Bulgaria. So Betis won, won Roma. Um Sergio Canales uh had the had got got the game off and running in the 34th minute. Uh it came from a Roma giveaway um in in their own third, in their defensive third, and then a really unlucky deflection off Ibanez. He is sees it flies pa- fly past Ruby Patricio. Um, really terrible giveaway. I can't remember who it is who gave the ball away, but it would, it'll would it leave Shosei irate, surely. Um, luckily for them, I believe it was... He, look,
1: what? I believe it was, uh... Smalley doesn't give the ball away, mm-hmm. but he comes out to challenge it mm-hmm. and just kind of completely whiffs, which it's unfortunate that he had to be in that position, but yeah. from a player of his quality, you expect him to just kind of win that yeah. challenge, but... Yeah, it was a sloppy was one.
0: Um... Belotti equalizes in the 53rd for Roma. This one was a bit strange, live on the broadcast, because it was called, it was the second goal they'd had disallowed um, in the game uh, for offside, and it looked the right call, because, so the ball sort of comes through um, uh, into the box, and Balati seems to touch it mm-hmm. uh, onto, who was it, to Kamara, uh, or Kamara, Kamara. 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 Um, who then ends up playing Belotti back the ball for a tap-in. Yeah. But so then it looked like on the broadcast that it d- did touch Belotti and, there, and Kamara is ahead of him, so therefore it should be offside because there there was no defenders yeah. behind the ball. Um. But then somehow it was determined that, yes, it did touch him, but he Kamara was actually not in front of him. Is that so really what their final decision was? It Cause, was. Because it didn't watched... look like
1: that live, did it? No, when I watched the replays because I had to watch yep. those highlights on the replay and I thought my first reaction was oh that should that's one of the like fallbacks of offsides where I'm like oh man that goal should kind of like it's mm-hmm. not it's not against the spirit of the law mm-hmm. but I was like oh man does he touch that and then when I saw the replays I was like does he touch it I can't I really I'm pretty sure that's what their decision really ended hard up being to tell. and
0: based on that in itself yeah, I thought there seems was no a bit of was. a strange call to me i didn't but whatever i didn't you know get the looks they did i don't think but i
1: don't think there's any way he was behind the ball i thought i thought obviously not hearing what they were talking about yeah right which is why var should be done the way rugby does tmo the var took the, forever too for this the call referee should be the referee should be mic'd up and we should be able to listen mm-hmm. to what they're talking about yeah. on the headphones and what they're going through with their var decisions yeah but besides the point i thought it was like really close to touching him or mm-hmm. he touched it and i was like i can't really tell yeah and if they'd originally called it a goal if it hadn't been originally ruled off sides mm-hmm. i would have said there's no way you can overturn that you can't prove it touched him
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i'm also like you can't prove he didn't touch it there's no angle that can see perfectly whether he did or didn't so because it was originally off sides i thought the call should have stood
0: yeah i was a bit confused by it it's a strange passage in general but it all ends up resulting in a roman equalizer and that's how it finishes. Um this won't
1: be the last time we talk about officials in this round. Oh Pictures, yeah, I don't think
0: <laughs> Roma only had four shots in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but they were. But all... because of that Bilotti tap in, they ended up still with a one xg somehow. <laughs> well, they, there uh, were a
1: couple other that, I mean, that one. That one probably of accounted for were... half of the xg. Yeah, a couple of, of was... their shots were very high quality chances. So, yeah, you know, but um, this
0: but... we we've seen back to back games with these teams like they're competitive and a bit exciting but not particularly uh tactful or high quality in in passages of play. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of like final third quality that we witnessed in these two games You're other than the witness. finishes other than the two betty goals last week yeah. You're not which gonna were beauties a lot of final
1: third quality for yeah. Roma right now.
0: Yeah, Roma is really struggling to finish um but they didn't create that much either frankly. And neither did Betis. Like it was a little bit of a stagnant game, more so than last week, I think. Oops, when I went um, back and watched, because I got little to disappointing
1: the extended highs of this one. Yeah. So I, you know, it's like twenty to twenty-five minutes of game film, uh-huh. which I think is a pretty good amount yep. to make some judgments. I thought in the first half, Roma were not
0: there at all. Belotti no, they gave Cammy the ball away a lot.
1: Too awful up front. Neither of them could get the ball. They couldn't. connect How do you with feel about other. them as a pairing? Up I. Top. This is what actually what I was yeah, going okay. to get to is that I think in the second half, though. They started kind of coming around and reading each other's runs a little better, mm-hmm. and understanding when one person could drop to go get the ball and play the other through, mm-hmm. or when to involve players like Pellegrini coming from the midfield, so paper, I think it can
0: work. On paper, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say, say that, that would make a lot of sense. No, they both
1: seem like out-and-out out, single strike. Yeah, like
0: they do similar things. Yeah, But, but I, I do yeah. think
1: the second half, they kind of came around to looking like a natural,
0: not natural pairing, but...
1: Competent together, which and I know could they're missing. I know
0: they're missing key pieces in their in their like midfield creation, mm-hmm. which I'm sure played a factor. But I would have liked to see them push for the winner a little bit more because, like drawing is, I mean, yeah, it's a key point still. But you know, now now they're still in a tough situation because Ludogorets beat HJK yes. in Bulgaria two nil. This was pretty straightforward win for them. Um, our our boy Rick scored off a counter attack uh and they get their revenge on HJK from not winning last week um don't really have much to say about this other than uh gives ludigrettes keeps the advancing to the knockouts in their hands um even if they lost to Betty's next week um a result at home against roma on the final day would see them through yeah um so look out for that I and mean, Roma have to go to
1: HJK, and we know Jose's experiences on artificial on turf t- yeah, it's, it's, aren't the best.
0: It's got them before. Uh, so Group D uh, saw a really exciting game um, in Belgium between St. Gilloise and Braga that finishes 3-3. And Union Berlin gets another tight 1-0 win over Malmo. Um, so in Belgium, um, this game sort of went off the rails quickly in all the best ways uh vittor Oliveira or Vitinha uh on braga uh had a scored in a what it was a really calamitous moment for the for the saint jolois keeper um he hits the ball sort of straight at him yeah. but it does to be fair have quite a lot of spin on it sort of and it, and it curls to the left to the goalkeeper's left but the goalkeeper sort of i don't even know how to describe it he like tries to scoop it underhand and then realizes he should be putting his hands out like in proper goalkeeping form. Yeah. And then it just sort of slides he clearly, right past
1: him. Clearly misread it. Yeah. You it's, could it's, see it's, him shift all his weight over to the right. It's really it's the strange. Coming like at his left side. Yeah. But you're a professional goalkeeper. You should it's be. Really able strange.
0: To it looked a little bit like an like that. an eight year old trying to field a shot. Um. It was an unfortunate way to go to, to go behind. But five minutes later, Boniface um, equalized only for Braga to score again. This time a header from a free kick. And then Vitinha to find his first half hat-trick. Um, to which, at that point, I wrote, what the fuck is going on in this game? In my notes. Uh, there was a huge gap in the St. Jolois defense. vitinha just slips on through, dinks it over the the keeper. Um, and uh, what uh, Nico, from the... Our favorite from Galazzo. Our, our favorite guy from Galazzo, the, the broadcast said, um, about finding the gaps there. Vitinha says, sure, I'll swim like a little boy in a pool. Just the weirdest thing I heard on television this week. Thanks for that, Nico. <laughs> um, at that point, after that point... You um, give Roy
2: Hudson
1: a run for his money. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Gronko went into half, up 3-1. But St. Joao's come out fire in, in the second half. Just four minutes in the second period. Dante Van Zier uh, scores from a corner. And then Boniface again, uh, on the double, um, finds... The ball after more, some more bad marking on a cross. Um And then we sort of went back and forth. People had kind of equal opportunity to win it. The XG was both over one for both sides. Um Really thrilling stuff. And uh, I think in the end, a pretty fair draw. Yeah, I've been uh, really impressed by Boniface yeah. so far this year. And St. Joe was in general, huh? Yeah, Boniface was one of the big
1: question marks I had for them mm-hmm. coming into the season. It was like, I don't know too much about him it's a big step up in league quality for him mm-hmm. and i think he's answered pretty much all those questions at least in european play he's been very clinical when he's had to be he doesn't need a ton of chances to score that's yeah. what you want from a striker
0: and i was impressed with their with their home crowd as well even though they can't actually play in their normal home stadium yeah. they have to play a nearby ground and it wasn't like totally full but it was quite loud um and... there might not be many of them but God damn it, you're going to hear him Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd say it was a fair result, um, and it puts St. Joao's in the driving seat, still in this group. Um, meanwhile, Union Berlin, 1, Malmo, nil. Um, this was <laughs> kind of what you'd expect from Union Berlin game <laughs> in Europe. They had all basically all the chances, even though Malmo had a lot of the ball. Malmo only managed three shots for a .1 xG today. Wow. So they had not a sniff uh union had a 1.5 xg um that was a little bit inflated by a penalty but they did have they sort of had all the chances in this game but nothing like direct you know a lot of like big half chances or um but they did earn a pen which uh canoche put home in the 89th minute they just about deserved it um they, I've stayed in this group simply by beating malmo twice one nil yeah. <laughs> um but they're gonna have to do more when Braga comes to town next week that said they are only a point back now and and uh, it's back in their hands as to as to their European fate um yeah if they beat Braga
1: the narrative on them in Europe this season gets completely turned around right so.
0: yeah and they 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 need that um and malmo is eliminated basically from no, all competition eliminated and you have to say fair enough they're pretty shite yeah uh <laughs> uh so let's move out to group e oh and uh
1: oh no union are not guaranteed to go through yet so no but they are guaranteed at least conference league play yes so our union Correct. and braga so our well. love
0: affair with union lives on yeah um group e saw united take care of ammonia just and Sociedad have an easy, comfortable 3-0 win over Sheriff. Um, Let's start at the Theater of Dreams, (laughs) where Scott McTominay's 93rd-minute winner sees United win by one against Ammonia for the second straight week. Um, They had a 3.6 XG (laughs) to to Ammonia's .2 and 34 shots, 13 on target to 3 shots and 1 on target. Um, I just want to stay at the very top here that the ammonia away supporters were a joy they were a joy there was a great you, video of them so in loud manchester before yeah. the game i
1: think it's the night before even just like having a great time out at a plaza everyone's happy nobody's great. getting in fights like, this is what away fans should be they were yeah. incredible
0: they were so loud the longer and longer ammonia held out in this game without conceding like the louder you could hear them from the top corner it was pretty remarkable um yeah, and the the hero, the almost hero of this game, was uh, the ammonia keeper, the Nigerian Francis Ozoho, who kept out you know 12 shots before conceding the 13th. Not, I can't recall him making like an absolute worldy save at any point, but he was such a solid presence back there, and he controlled the box, and he looked to be the hero of ammonia's one of ammonia's biggest ever results, but it wasn't quite to be. Oh. Because the ball falls to McTominay like seven yards out, um, and it's a pretty simple finish for him in the end. Such heartbreak for the Cypriots. My uh, friend is a big United fan. He texted me during this game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and
1: he said, our ability to make mediocre goalkeepers look world-class <laughs> is unparalleled. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and he is very right. They made him look incredible, but almost Again, all those are saves for you.
0: 3.6 XG. They had over a 3XG by the time McTominay scored. Yeah. From an easy place, and so think about saving that. Saving
1: twelve shots is a tough, t- tough ask, even if they're right at you. Yep. So full credit to him, but most of the shots were, yes. Ones you don't expect any goalkeeper in the world to make, mm-hmm. but they just don't have it. In
0: I was for a goal in this competition right now. Sitting
1: there toward the end, I was like, man, this feels a lot like last year, mm-hmm. when except ammonia. I was like, man, if ammonia score late, this feels like the reverse of everything United did last year in the <laughs> Champions League, where they would get dominated by every team they played. But then Ronaldo would pull something crazy out at the end and yeah. salvage a draw.
0: Except or when they win. lost to young boys. But yeah, yeah. that was embarrassing. Um, Jordan p yeah. Um But yeah, Ammonia really did themselves proud in the last two games. They, you yeah, know, with the minus two goal difference, two narrow defeats mm-hmm. to a European giant like that, you can't have anything but pride. Um, although they would have liked the point because they're still competing for third. <laughs> yeah. Um a point would have been nice for them. Uh, Sociedad three, Sheriff Tiraspol nil. This game was over in the thirty-third minute when Sheriff Suhuri got sent off. Um, and then before half, Alexander Sorlov had a real dumper from outside the box to hit a top corner, um, and it was pretty much over from there. Rico added one in the sixty-sixth. Navarro one in the eighty-first. Um, Twenty-seven shots. This was never close. Um, the fans were having a good time. And it was a fully deserved scoreline. Mm-hmm. It keeps Sociedad three points clear of United, too. Yeah. Um, so when you know Manchester visits on the on the last day, uh, they should have it in their hands, assuming they get a result in Cyprus next week. Yeah, but we've seen Cyprus a, play well, so who knows?
1: They will only need a draw in that game, I think regardless mm-hmm. of what happens with their Cyprus adventure.
0: They could even lose and win by goal difference right yeah
1: well i mean so all they need at home is yeah that, and the next game for them is meaningless mm-hmm. against ammonia mm-hmm. if you lose you just need to draw Well, not
0: necessarily not if united slips up to sheriff yeah but i think
1: you know from a associated perspective yeah. you're saying doesn't really matter united will probably be sheriff yeah so we'll just need to draw in the last game so, would not be surprised to see them do, like, a full rotation for that game. Maybe giving Ammonia mm-hmm. a chance to you can snag a that, point. I see
0: that, but if, that's it, if, they do, right. if they have 15 points to Manchester United's 12, they could lose that game also and still go through top. Yeah, but what was the
1: goal difference in the first game? Do you remember? It was 1-0. Yeah, so it would be... Is it league. goal
0: difference head-to-head or goal difference in the it's
1: group? Goal, it's head-to-head, goal difference head-to-head, oh, and then goal okay. difference in the group.
0: Mm-hmm. But their goal
1: difference in the group is also really, really good right now. So they can and still United's lose by custody. one. In that scenario, I wouldn't go through top.
0: Yeah. Um, I do also want to say
1: Zahori. He looked incredible in their first game for Sheriff (laughs) against uh, Ammonia. And since the step up in competition playing Sociedad and United, he's probably been their worst player in all three games.
0: Yeah, the red doesn't help
1: the ratings. And he's made a lot of mistakes. I've been very disappointed in him in what I thought could be like a kind of breakout promising campaign for a young player. And Mm -hmm. he's really, really not lived up to what I was not expecting, but hoping Mm -hmm. for him.
0: So Sociedad are through to the next round. Bravo, Sociedad. Now they compete for first. Um, let's go to Group F. Group F. Where this these teams cannot help but draw one another over and over. Oh. Uh, 2-2, two, two, Lazio, Sturmgras. Yes, 2-2, two, two, he... Feyenoord, Michelin. <laughs> they, can't, they couldn't help no. having the exact same scoreline. In Feyenoord and Michelin's case, the exact same scoreline as they played last week. Yeah. Um, and so, let's start with Lazio two Sturmgras too.
1: Yeah, this game clearly decided by the Lazio red card, which, I don't know if you were able to go back and see, it was the second yellow that he got, he gets pretty aggressively shoved to the ground in a tackle. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, he gets pretty aggressively shoved to the t- ground in a tackle, just kind of like, so it's like a little push mm-hmm. attempt to move the player off, but completely misses mm-hmm. him, and then, you know, everybody gets upset about that, mm-hmm. and they're all... Jarring back and forth, there's a couple players shoving, and ref just gives yellows to the first two players involved, so Latsuri and the Sturmgrass player who tackled him, who I don't remember who it was right now. Latsuri's second, and it's like, it's a really, really harsh second yellow. Yeah. But it's one where if it's the first yellow, I don't think anybody questions it. They're just mm-hmm. like, okay, he gave off setting yellows, but because it's the second one, he has to go off. And he should be smarter in that situation. Mm-hmm. He should know that he has a yellow card. Yeah. We can't afford to do that. It's
0: kind of a silly thing to do. Mm-hmm.
1: But I can also understand the frustration because Graz were really aggressive in their tackling. And you could tell Lazio were getting a little annoyed by it. That it was yeah. like, it's a guy's doing a little too seems much. Seems like it worked. Too many seems fouls. Seems like it worked. Yeah. In got the, him agitated. And then it got Graz back in the game with uh, Bogen equalizing yeah. later on. I'd say
0: they weren't, six. it wasn't like, I mean, Moby, they put the Lazio ahead in the 45th with a pen mm-hmm. just before the red card. Um, But I wouldn't say it was, like, a huge disparity in the performance. That said, in the second half, the Red really gave Sturmgraz a chance to grow into the game. And they'd say they had most of the chances Mm -hmm. at that point on. They did. As you'd expect. Yeah. They equalized through Boving, who's a 19-year-old, in the 56th minute. And then uh, Pedro puts Lazio back on top with just Mm -hmm. the 10 men. I'd have to say it's a decent effort from Pedro, but the keeper has to parry that away. To his left side. And it's not just the keeper, too. I mean, you... As soon as Pedro got into the box,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you knew he was going to pass it to Immobile, get the layoff back, take one dribble inside, and shoot. He does it every single time he enters the box that way. You yep. have to know it's coming. You had three guys
0: there. They fucked up. And you still let him um, get it off. Luckily for them, the Wunderkind, and I'm now dubbing him a Wunderkind, nice. Boving, scores again in the 83rd to earn the point. It's a great finish from the teenager. He puts it in the bottom corner, and you'd have to say that Sturmgras just about deserved that um, for the second straight week. Two very evenly played games, yeah. um, and we have to give Sturmgras a lot of credit here, I think. Mm-hmm. They're definitely um, staying in this group in a way that, after the first week, yeah, I don't think anybody's thought. And unfortunately for Sturmgras, they're still bottom of the group due to the goal difference uh, that was heaped upon <laughs> them in yeah. the, the 2022 Sturmgras massacre of Feinord, uh in Uh um, That was rough. Before, Me, we, yeah. before we move on, though, I did want to
1: talk about Boing a little bit because I think this could be his real breakout game. He was really, really impressive, and he's shown flashes of it. Where's he from? Before he is I've not heard of him. Some before. form of Scandinavian. I is he an FM kid. I don't know what his FM stuff is. I believe he's Danish, mm. but he was just signed for Sturm Graz for around two million euros over the summer. I think, and he really they've done a great job of finding these guys who are struggling to break in at bigger clubs up in like the Northwest and North of uh, Europe and bringing them into Austria and giving them a chance to use that as a stepping stone to then move on somewhere else. They did it with Yaboa mm-hmm. a couple years ago, who then moved over to Syria. And I think he's now still with Genoa and Serie B. I have to double check on that, but also Hoyland <laughs> who has gone off to a great start for Atalanta they bought him for one point five last year. Sold him for like ten times that amount. So I would expect Boving to make a jump this summer. He, along with Omega, were the two big signings that they had, and both seem to have done a great job of adjusting to the league. And maybe he'll Sturper move. Rod's scouting is incredible.
0: Yeah, maybe he'll move to uh, Salzburg. <laughs> maybe. Yay. Maybe. Probably um, not. The, I, they tend to sell out of league. Yeah, you know that checks out. Um. So. Feynord and Michelin played to the second consecutive two-two draw. Um, Emiliano Martinez opened the scoring for Michelin. Um, Isn't he which, a goalkeeper? I believe so, but he per...
1: dabbles. Okay, so when he's not playing goalkeeper for Aston Villa, he's mm-hmm. side, like, yeah, he's got a jobs. second, yeah, he's got like a second secret family. He's got a side hustle over there, <laughs> yeah,
0: a side team. Um, so it's a it's a turnover, a really bad turnover from the Fineord defense. I don't remember who it was, um, but they give it away right in front of the box. Uh, however, there's still so much to do for Martinez, who absolutely lashes it in the bottom corner from 25 yards out. Very impressive. And then one of the Timber twins. Did you know they're twins? I just learned they twins. I didn't know they were twins. The Ajax Timber is twins with Quentin Timber on Fineord. I didn't they're know that.
2: Then... They're the twins. Twins! Oh twins! my
0: god. God, I just
1: love twins. Dude, I had no they idea. they so exciting every I, time.
0: I had no idea they're twins. That makes them so much more interesting. Quentin Timber, the Fineord twin. Scores in the 33rd. Hanko puts Feinord on top to complete the comeback in the 49th. Yet Mitchell and respond again through Sviatchenko to earn a two to draw. Feinord winning the shots in XG battle, but it don't matter if you don't win. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of big moments, one in the 19th minute. Um, Feyenoord hit the post and there was a save right off the rebound. Uh, that could have maybe changed the trajectory of this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to say, you have to say Michelin have been impressive in this group, especially relative to their league performances, which we've talked about ad nauseum. So maybe we shouldn't harp on that too much, but I I don't think I can underestimate, uh, how surprised I've been with the way they've looked in some of these games against bigger clubs. Yeah. I think it's still surprising just
1: where they picked up their loss in this group, Mm -hmm. you know, being
0: Graz instead of Lazio Feyenoord, but yeah, they've looked really, really good the last three games. They've been very, very promising. Good. And while Finord, you know, had the better shout for the three points, I'd say Mitchell and were worthy point getters anyway. Um, so Group G uh, featured a nil-nil draw with Karabag and Olympiacos, and a four-nil decimation of Nantes by Freiburg in France. Man, no, so they're not good right now. No, and neither Olympiacos as they went uh, all the way to Azerbaijan to draw nil-nil with Karabag. But they did get a point. But they got a point. It's their first point on the board. Congratulations, Congratulations Greece. Woo, Good job, Greece. Um, yeah, this was a pretty lame game. They had low XG numbers, very few shots. Uh, this is a stinker. Yeah, it does break
1: Karabag's six-game win streak, though. Mm-hmm. So that was in all competitions. So Olympiakos, clearly a pretty tough opponent. Mm-hmm. And... Quarabag will play in a European knockout stage. They qualified for at least the Conference League now. Olympiacos will not. Out of the Europa League. Yeah, the Europa League. Yeah, They could still beat Nantes. They could. Very possible at this point. Yeah, because Nantes Nantes were really
0: bad. They lost 4-0 to Freiburg, as I said. Um, And this wasn't like a PSV situation where they heaped on early. It actually came late. Lucas Kubler put Freiburg up in the 26th. Um, and that's right after nons hit the post and uh, and came close two times in the opening 20 minutes but so it actually looked decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got worse from there because they Freiberg scored twice or excuse me three times in the last 20 minutes. Um, Gregorich in the seventy first and then in the eighty second there was a really sad slip from the nons defender, which led seem uh I forget who it was to take the shot, but it bounces off Simone. Uh, goes in as an own goal. It's a terrible deflection, <laughs> and it's just like, it's like Murphy's law there for nonce. And then they concede another to Zhang in the 87th. Uh, the crowd was throwing in some booze after the third goal, which, uh, contrasting it to the opening ho- their last home match in Europe, which was that win against Olympiacos and how crazy that crowd was. Mm-hmm. One of the best atmospheres I recall in recent memory. Contrasting that with the fans leaving early and getting frustrated just tells you where the state of this team is right now and you have to wonder if the manager's under some pressure because they're 19th in the league too yeah
1: you know who's career has really tanked recently your mom's uh no she's doing fine she's still doing the vaginas yeah she's doing fine in her career she's actually getting promotions she's still she's doing great for herself how about a woman getting promotions yeah Alvin you got to Laf- work twice as hard. It's true. You got to she has to pay for twice as many people cuz my dad <laughs> spends so much money.
0: <laughs> he but, spends all her vagina money on cigars, yep, and bourbon. Or is it rye? Uh he is more of a scotch guy. Of course he is.
1: <laughs> Where do you think I get it? <laughs> but Alban Lafont, his career has really tanked. Uh, the non goalkeeper. Yeah. He broke into Toulouse when he was like 16 or 17. And he was named uh, one of the 34 best U-20 players by Gazzetto wow. de Sport. That's probably impressive. Yeah, only two goalkeepers were on the list. The wow. other was Donnarumma. Oh, wow. And he moved to Fiorentina. Are they the same age? Yeah. I didn't think LaFont was that young. LaFont's 23 still. What? Yeah. Crazy, dude. <laughs> right? He moved to Fiorentina for like... least have a good... have. A, I almost said farm system. <laughs> Fuck, I'm thinking about Academy. baseball. Academy?
0: I'm thinking about baseball, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. But he moved to Fiorentina for $7 million and now is just, like, mm. got replaced by Dragowski, whose career has also kind of fallen off a little bit since classic, going to Fiorentina. Classic
0: Fiorentina. <laughs>
1: yeah, both of them are behind Killing Perciano, careers
0: right? since, yeah. And
1: he went on a loan for two years to Nantes and they made the deal permanent because they were like, he's been okay. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's been Not so really bad, I thought. Yeah. I feel like every time I see him, every time I see Nantes score, I'm like, or not get mm-hmm. scored against them. Like, could Lafont have done better on that?
0: It feels like he should have done better there. Yeah. Their yeah. Uh, their mental fortitude seems to be suffering as a unit right now. Mm-hmm. Freiburg took full advantage. They lead the group with 12 points. Um, qualifying for the knockouts. Uh, Karabag with seven. Nantes with three. Olympiakos with one. Uh, technically, second is still to play for, but you have to think it's really going to come down to third between Nantes and Olympiakos. Um I mean, Nantes do play
1: bag so I think there's a chance if they beat Quarbag. Quarbag have to play Freiburg. Yeah, it's, I don't.
0: You know. it's hard to see that right now. It is hard to see that right now. Quarbag looks so much better than not, uh, which is
1: kind of a crazy statement
0: to say. Yeah. For the final group in the Europa League, we have Group H, which saw vados dispatch Red Star 2-1 at home, and Trabzonspor beat the shit out of Monaco 4-0 at home. Um, so let's start with vados 2-1 Red Star. Um, this game that I didn't watch in its entirety, but rather saw in spells From of highlights, so. yeah, yeah, made it seem to me that Ferenc Vados had the better of the game. But you look at the stats, it's pretty much dead even on XG, seems like, and, you know, shots on goal, and watching a highlights package, I think it was actually a more even game that that was led to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Zacharias opens it up for Ferenc Vados in the 23rd, and... Red Star finds the equalizer through, which was a golazo and a half, but it's from a terribly worked corner routine from Fench mm-hmm. who somehow get end up getting conceded on. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a great ball over the top um, for Mitrovic, who takes a really, really good touch, um, cuts inside, finishes bottom corner to level it up. The game sort of went back and forth. Chances on both sides, but the winner came from uh header in the 61st minute um from may 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 May. i don't know how to pronounce that but it was a powerful header off a corner um and it really puts finished photos in the driving seat here um as they are top of the group now with nine points Mm -hmm. uh red star meanwhile suffering with three and their backs are up against it a little bit um partially because jobs Sport beat the shit out of monaco four nil yeah, which did. puts Ooh. those teams both on sixth in second and third um this was another bad result for the french <laughs> yeah. um looking in a at, lot of us. looking at xg and stuff you would not have guessed this was a four nil result later here let me read this out to you and see if you can guess which team had 0. 0.86 xg and which team had point two xg two xg I- we have shared notes, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> so I
2: can't... had I can 0.82 XG,
0: <laughs> Monaco had 0.86 XG, Trapsons 4 had 15 shots, Monaco had 17 shots. So I think know. what's
1: really telling about these stats, though, is that Trapsons 4 had 9 of their 15 shots on target. Indeed. That's a great percentage. It is. Whereas Monaco
0: only got 4 of 17, so Monaco's yeah. shots are just...
2: But the stats would not necessarily well.
0: yeah. tell you that this was a beatdown. Um, and to be fair, it wasn't until... The second half, um, crucial part of the setup today is that Barrios Chile wasn't available Ooh. for Monaco, so uh, Sar comes in for him, and it didn't go great. Um, the opening goal was the uh, the anti golazzo of the day, uh, and to be fair, it wasn't really Sar's fault, but it, it does go off of Sar into the goal. Uh, Nouvel gets a back pass in goal, and he tries to play out wide. And meanwhile, Sar is trying to hustle back into towards the six-yard box to give it the second option yeah. um, and the build-up. Um, but Nubal manages to kick it straight into Saar, oh, and it bounces into the goal. No, <laughs> totally unpressured. Guy. Literally no pressure. Guy. No press. Um, so that's a really shitty way to give up a goal. Uh, then the second goal is... You know it's always hard to tell with zonal marking whose fault it is necessarily, but Star is the one that gets beaten in the air for that for a wow. headed goal to go down two 0 and then the third goal was just a really nice tricky free kick from Barty, um which in which he goes underneath the wall, uh into the bottom corner near side because they don't have a uh Leo Messi type no or you know the the Leo Messi defense of yeah lying lying on the ground i a what, worm? word like, i've heard cr-
1: worm i've heard like crocodile crocodile i don't know what the official term is we'll have to ask worm crocodile we'll have to ask some british person because yeah. apparently they have they have the all terms. the rights they have all the it's, rights if they don't things. use the
0: term it's wrong and we're uh, bad for
1: coming up with our own terminology
0: uh yeah so it was over after that lovely free kick from barty however then trezeguet scored also <laughs> in the 69th minute nice um that time you have to say right back Vanderson was to blame. Um uh, he couldn't handle a lofted through ball over to trezeguet He sort of like knocks it off the end of his toe yeah. and it falls straight to trezeguet which is a and he finishes well, but it shouldn't be in that position. So pretty much all the goals were avoidable. <laughs> um and good day for Travel and though. Uh yeah, you gotta take you. They, they move you. up into second.
1: Yeah. They did a good job of taking what was given to them, taking advantage of mm-hmm. Monaco's mistakes. Which and is after a after
0: losing, three uh, one I believe, or three nil, I think it was three uh, nil. Remember last week they yeah, lost yeah. in Monaco, thanks to uh, Maxi Gomez getting sent off really early. Yep, um, yeah, was... they get their full on revenge here, and I actually uh, crucially get the better of the goal difference with mm-hmm. that fourth goal. Yeah, so that they, they have the tiebreaker right with Monaco now. Yeah, so that's big. Yeah. Um. And this group uh, promises to be, I think, one of the more crazy heading into the last two games. Literally no idea what happens in any of the next pictures.
1: Yeah. This will be up for
0: decision on the last day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, it'll um, be so that'll do it for the Rio Europa League. Why don't we Why don't we head off to the Conference League? Yeah. How do you feel about uh, that? I always like going to the you Conference League. You like going league. to the Conference League? It's like going on a little journey. And that's always uh-huh. fun for me. Or a long journey if you're going to uh, some of these countries. Uh, group the first A, season's... Group A, Fiorentina five one Hearts, the Shahir three, Nil Riga. Lots of goals here, lots of beat downs. Uh, yeah, Fiorentina think... just really needs to play Hearts every week to open up their scoring record. Seriously, I, it's crazy that you know after the first game I was like,
1: maybe this gets the ball rolling a little bit. You know they get used to seeing the ball in the back and then that kind of breaks that spell. Then they wouldn't put the stinker mm. out against Lazio where they did exactly what they normally do, which is create a ton of chances they don't score. But now they come back
0: and they get five. So maybe yeah. now gets the ball
1: rolling. Yeah. You know, Jovic and, gets a sight of goal. His mm-hmm. third for Fiatina. So,
0: yeah. Him and Gonzalez, I believe, lead the team with three goals yep.
1: apiece now. And Nico Gonzalez <laughs> has only played like yeah. a third of their games. Uh,
0: yeah. He was on the double. Uh, Baragi scored. Baral scored. Uh, they were up 4-0 at halftime. This is another ugly one for poor hearts. Yeah. Um, my question though, my big takeaway from this game was that uh for some reason after goals, Fiorentina at the ground plays, they do like the air horn like and then like and then the song goes La 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 Oh and I'm like, What the fuck is this like a is what is this cancun? Like what's so lame. What are they doing? They're a historic Italian club. Have some class. Okay. So actually, I have a theory, have a theory <laughs> for why they do this. It's because Fiorentina
1: peaked in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, since it peaked in the 90s, what was taking Europe by storm in the 90s? Dance and house music. It's so So bad. they're trying to bring that back. To
0: the air horn? Come on. Yeah, so they're so trying lame. to bring it
1: back to get the players to think. That is still the '90s, and by putting on that shirt, it means you can go. They should have to forfeit just for playing for that titles.
0: after five, subjecting fans to five, five of titles. those. Oh man, ridiculous! Maybe that's why it's, I've never heard it this year because they never score. It's crazy because uh-huh. you think of like the most like
1: classical
0: and artistic cities, and Florence mm-hmm. is probably up there. And yeah, oh yeah, their goal it's one of the most famous is, like, for being for being an arts yeah and culture capital and
1: yet their goal song is just like some 90s know, sounding right? like dance music, music. god yeah <laughs> it's like the,
0: it's like english being on vacation in malaga kind of yeah. music um meanwhile the here took care of riga um goals from turich or turik uh and chuka uh see them still stay atop of the group they're on 10 points Fiorentina on 7 hearts on 3 and rfs on 2 um We've pretty much confirmed who's going through in this group, you'd have to think. Yeah, Bashakshir here are confirmed. It's guaranteed they can't
1: miss out. And Fiorentina mm-hmm. just needs Hearts to drop yeah. points
0: or to get a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good news for Hearts is that they get Riga again next week, right? Yeah, but then they also have here. Right, right. So <laughs> that's not good. But, you know, going to six points, Fiorentina can lose to here. Maybe it gets interesting, but no, it's probably over. Um... And I, it's enough said for that, I think. Speaking of things being
1: over, in Group B, West Ham's campaign is over. They have qualified,
0: so
2: Ooh, along with Bishakshi here, yes.
0: Um, Congratulations to them. Four Silkeborg took a step today as well. Mm-hmm. Remember last uh, last week when we were like, "There's no way Stau Bucharest will lose five nil again." <laughs> this time at home, yeah, it's like going home. They have to go up a better five right? nil again, oh, <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Like, what are we watching? Uh, Surely it couldn't happen. And, yeah, Silkeborg had 2.8 xG. Bucharest actually, like, the stats say they should have scored at least one. Mm -hmm. But, wow, how do you concede 10 goals to Silkeborg in two weeks? That's just... They're not even worthy of our time. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're basically eliminated, although not officially. Uh, And, yeah, West Ham 2, Anderlecht 1. I gotta say, we I think we said earlier in the week that just maybe, maybe Anderlecht, no, we were not even talking about them, we were talking about Austria-VN. Yeah. We didn't say anything about Anderlecht midweek, so don't listen to me. But they uh, back-to-back weeks, you'd have to say they put up a bit of a fight. Yeah, They didn't uh, embarrass themselves, they kept it close. They The 2-1 was maybe a little misleading, because they got a consolation pen late um, to bring it back to 2-1 to up their XG... But, again, they didn't. The, the they only conceded two goals to West Ham this week that were really well taken. Mm-hmm. One was a Ben Rama free kick. The other was a Jared Bowen finish, top of the box, top corner. Like, they're really good goals. Um, they didn't give up anything easy. Um, so you have to say they did themselves some credit here. Yeah. And they've kept them, you know, they're not ever going to match Silkeborg's goal difference now. but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because they do also still play mm-hmm.
1: South Bucharest again. <laughs> Ten <laughs> nil? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Anderlecht's not scoring ten goals. But um yeah, they've they've kept themselves alive in the group at least. They do have the two toughest
1: fixtures. They do have a head to head on the last day, which will be interesting. So Anderlecht and Silkborg. Oh yeah. That is, yeah. Which so will, it could
0: be all to play for
1: there. It could be. Unless That'd be exciting. I mean unless Anderlecht find a way to lose Sal Bucharest.
0: Yeah. Could happen.
1: Um and group C we have our first team that's qualified all the way to the round of 16 Ooh. instead of just the round of 32. Oh, wow. Yeah, Villarreal 12 points. Lech are now on five after they manage only a draw in Israel. Only a draw. So, Beersheva still in this on three points and Austria
0: only on one. Hmm. Well, I have to say that uh, Lech and Beersheva played once again to a draw. That was probably worthy of a draw. You have to say at home, Lech probably had the better of it. This time, same thing. Beersheva probably had the better of it. Um, But this time, at least there were some goals. Um, But not much to differentiate these two teams, interestingly enough.
1: Yeah, the first goal for Beersheva was a penalty Mm -hmm. converted by Hamed. But you do have to say this maybe wasn't the right call. It is like a little kind of back ball to, into... Oh, the uh, penalty wasn't the right call. Yeah.
0: I was like, what, Hamed taking the penalty? Doesn't he take all their penalties? Yeah, he does take all <laughs> their penalties. But the
1: ball is just kind of bouncing toward, back toward the goal, mm-hmm. still in the air. And Vitor is just, it's really lazy from him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he lets Hamed kind of beat him to the ball. And Hamed gets a touch on the ball. But even that touch, the ball still carrying out a play. Mm. And Vitor is bringing his foot up afterwards. And Hamed goes down. And on the replay, it kind of looks like Vitor maybe doesn't really get much of anything of Hamed. And that Hamed might have thrown himself down. Might have been a dive. But can't blame the referee in this one. Because from his angle, and live, it looks like a clear penalty. It looks like there's no question about it. But there's no VAR in the Conference League. No way to check this. I always forget
0: that, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Like, kind of or Birsheba, rather, kind of... Needed the win today. Um, both Lech and Birsheva play Villarreal.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they're qualified. So maybe there's an opportunity now to grab some points from them. Yeah, so
0: maybe it's not just going to come down to their games with austria Vienne, but uh, Lech have put themselves in a good place where mm-hmm. uh, they've made Birsheva pay for only drawing austria Vienne and not beating them. Yeah. Uh, three draws for Birsheva, no wins. Um, Austria-Nil, Villarreal won. This was one of the more surprising ones today. We both thought Virial would beat the shit out of them. But, as I almost said about Anderlecht mistakenly, we did talk about how Austria has sort of turned their form around a little bit, mm-hmm. beating Rapid on the weekend. Um, and they held Viral scoreless until the 87th minute wow. uh, when Nicholas Jackson uh, tapped in a gorgeous backheel from Pino. He, Pino was on the touchline, and he like backheels it. Like, into back into the back into the middle of the box, um, where Jackson finishes. Cool goal, but VRL really only had six shots and .5 xg, so they did a good job. Yeah, but even though VRL wasn't that good, you have to say, sometimes in this competition, you just gotta sort of grind it out. When it's not your day, mm-hmm. and they did, and they remained perfect, so credit yeah. to them. And Jeremy Pino, really good. He is He's good. He's a good player. He is good. Hell of an assist. and One of the assists of the day. Um, Group D... Saw Partizan beat Koln again 2-0. And Nice, with perhaps the shock of the day, losing at home to Slovakia 2-1. We'll get to that, but let's do Partizan 2-0 first. Um, Yeah, so this one, the first goal,
1: 15th minute. It's a mistake from Hoovers in the back, and Diabate pounces on it, scores the first. His uh, fifth goal in Europe this season despite not having scored in the league yet. How about that? Yeah, It was a really good finish, too. He still had a little bit of work to do. Blasted past the keeper. Very nice job from him. Uh, Partizan, I would say overall, they did have the better chances. They added a second in the second half after a nice pass from Urocevic to Gomez. A little... I don't want to call it a cross, because it's only from, like, 10 yards away. Like, it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. But puts it up in the air. Gomez heads it home. Nice good movement from him to get open mm-hmm. there and uh tries Cole might through the end Partizan did a really good job of just not letting him create much there weren't many times later on in this game where i thought Cohen had a chance to score
0: yeah Partizan have really had their number the last two weeks mm-hmm. um and it puts them top of the table with eight points um Cohn in third with four fortunately for Cohen, it's still technically in their hands because mm-hmm. they get Nice at home they play savacco on the road Slovakia is next up, I believe. Um, but, as we are learning in this group, Slovako are no pushovers. No, they uh, are Slovakia not. now are also in with a chance to qualify. They're on four points. They beat Nice in Nice. Um, we've talked about how they had a couple of good performances already. The draw at home to Partizan, which they should have won. Uh, playing away at Cologne well, only losing 1-0 to Nice last week. And now here, the only goal they concede to Nice... Is actually a really, really shitty um, deflection, uh, which is super bullshit and unfortunate. Uh, nice, meanwhile, didn't have their normal atmosphere. They're serving a stadium ban because of the Cologne game, there was a lot of fan teams, unrest. Yeah, I think. Um, but the real winner of the day was a Savaco keeper, Nuyen. He had a couple of key saves, and in particular, he ate Delord's m- lunch money today. Yeah. Because. Uh, There's a trio of chances that DeLort, you back him to score on, at the very least, one of those three chances. One, um, is, uh, he saves down to his left on a DeLort shot in the box to keep it 1-0. He saves, uh, DeLort well on a really long free kick in the second half. That's a great strike from DeLort. Um, and then again, the biggest one on a 1v1, um, he gets a big hand on it, keeps it out. Um... Gives uh, gives Slovakia a chance to come back in this game, which they did in the seventy fifth minute through Tomic. Casper um, right before Casper Schmeichel had mishandled a shot that almost led to Slovako's first, but it came anyway later. As I said, Tomic edge the box right side fires left corner, um, and then in the eighty fourth minute substitute Michelle Kohut. Kohut, I don't know how to pronounce that did fine kohut yeah sends a really really good ball in behind nice's line um into their defensive half and uh the defender of all people Cadlick runs in and then Tobito seems to have taken him down as and as the last man but there is some question as to whether it was a foul at all I think I don't think it was a foul it sure at looks all. soft it's I think it's just definitely in that in that it resulted in a red too. It mm-hmm. turns out to be very harsh. Yeah, I, I don't think
1: I would have blown a whistle at all in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I understand that if you call the foul, it's the last man. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have to give the red in that yeah. situation. But it's just light shoulder-to-shoulder contact.
0: And it probably doesn't get overturned just because you need the definitive proof or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's also that a would judgment. be something that VAR would look at if it wasn't the conference league.
1: It's kind of a judgment call, so I don't know if VAR would... -hmm. Actually, be able to intervene because there uh, is not necessarily
0: clear and obvious. Yeah, there is clearly upper body contact,
1: but it's really it's not a ton of contact, and it's just shoulder to shoulder. I don't think it should have been called a foul. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of the controversy in the Milan Chelsea game where it's like you can understand why a referee calls a foul in that situation, Mm -hmm. and then because he calls a foul, you're like, yeah, you're like, okay, like I guess you kind of theoretically have to give a red, Mm -hmm. but. The punishment way outweighs the crime in this situation, just like in that one. Yeah, and it's a similar thing where I think the majority of people probably wouldn't have even mm-hmm. blown their whistle. The difference
0: there. in the Milan game is that that was early in the first. half yeah, that was. This was the minute. 85th was... minute. So even then, you think, okay, well, whatever. Like there goes well, we can win, see out the next eight minutes or whatever. However, Slovako score from the resulting free kick, yeah. um and it's a bit of a clever routine, I have to say. Uh, the Slovako players line up a wall uh, next to the Nice wall. Um, and then duck, it's not exactly a revolutionary technique, but it's really effective because it blindsides Schmeichel and creeps in the corner. Mm-hmm. It really is good one
1: execution. Of those techniques that rely on your opponents making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And Nice did. They wall kind of opens up a little yeah, bit just enough off. for the ball to get through.
0: Threw him off. Um, you have to say, this is. One of one of the biggest results in the history of the club. Yeah, going to winning France. away in France is huge for them. Uh, congratulations to Slovakia. Check out our club spotlight on Slovakia oh, yeah, available on one. our feed. Um, and you know what? They're in last, but they can advance now. Mm-hmm. They're still Four points in there. They're still very much only in one this. point behind Nice, um, and they get Cologne next week. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. They're not a they're not a necessarily an easy out. Not a pushover. Uh, Group E. Man, we're only at group E. Sees <laughs> Apollon defeat AZ Alkmaar 1-0 and Vaduz fall in the last minute. to Dini Pro 2-1 in Liechtenstein. So Apollon 1-0 AZ. Um, the o- only one goal here in the 32nd minute. Uh, Apollon managed just 0.23 XG in this game, um, but uh, to AZ's 1.14, but they, 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 they got, it got it done.
2: You have to say,
0: even though AZ were unlucky on the day. They've been riding the edge a little bit in this group so far, where they had some close results. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is a bit of karma, or a bit in getting dragged back to the mean a little bit, and they were probably due for like a little bit of a wake up call to sharpen up the performances. Um, so you know, this this they could have qualified today, but they didn't, and Apollon just about stays in it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the luck kind of ran out a little bit. They got finally got bit for
1: playing a little too close to the sun. Yeah. Mixed like three metaphors and yeah, there. that was a lot of metaphors.
0: I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna move past it. Yeah, I kind of combined a lot of them together. It's, it happens. I was just gonna move past it, but uh, but yeah, let's move past it. Let's go to deuce one, Dini Pro one two, Dini Pro one two two one, deuce one, Dini Pro, um, the Ukrainian <laughs> club one two to one over yeah. the Lichtenstein club. I, this is yet another example of a game where Meduce outplayed their opponents, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> they had the better chances. They had more chances. Uh, had more than an XG more than, than Dini Pro uh, and doubled the shots. Um, they created a lot of good stuff, but they lost it late in the 91st minute, um, and that basically eliminates them, yeah. even though they're still within a shout, but it's highly unlikely. And... It's a shame because if they had won this game, then all of a sudden we would have been in a, for a very interesting Liechtensteinian uh, yeah. pursuit of glory. They would have been but, second. Then I just I just don't want this. I just don't want the fairy tale to end. I don't want to stop I watching know. them, so it makes me sad. I've no offense to s- D
1: super yeah, who are also you know dealing with their own yeah. great story as well. Those probably would have been the two most exciting clubs to have go through this group. But instead, AZ are just like a normal Dutch team doing well in a conference league. Yeah, still first in the Eredivisie. Yeah,
0: oh, it's true. Great as story. it stands. Uh, Group F,
1: Gardens took on Ghent and they won 4 2 over the Belgians. And Mulda go to Ireland and scored. They scored twice. Twice, two more times. In Ireland, Good taking that. out Shamrock. Uh, Shamrock actually opened up a little bit.
0: And Shamrock had two thirds of the ball at one point in this game. Yeah, they
1: had 19 shots. That's crazy. And uh, didn't work out. They go down 2 0. I think they knew going into this that they needed a win to try to do stay something. relevant in this group and mm-hmm. weren't able to get it done. They're just a little bit behind the rest of these teams, but their European campaign is now over. Unfortunately, well, they still have to play two more times, but they cannot qualify yeah. out of this group anymore. That mold have the tiebreaker, but your gardens, I think another really, really strong performance from them.
0: Mm. And especially in the, in the first half. Yeah. Where was, they scored price thrice and then once on the other side of halftime mm-hmm. they got out xg'd but a lot of that was
1: because gent kind of picked up Gen, yeah a ton of and the of last X-G'd 30 minutes gent end.
0: ended up just dominating the ball
1: yeah getting out scored a, twice a ton of shots they end up with 21 total shots but a lot of those were kind of desperate heaves right at the very yeah. end they did
0: score twice but yeah
1: yeah um made it a bit of an interesting game the first goal it's a really nice finish from holmberg who been almost a year since he scored so good to get that monkey off his back with the finish that way but then Probably the only concerning moment of the match for Jurgarden, and one that might have the biggest impact on their season, or European season, because their domestic one's almost over, was Ekdal going out. He had to leave, and he's been really, really good for them. Your boy! I really like him. You like
0: Banda too, right? Yeah, Yeah. Banda
1: was very good today as well. Scored. Yeah, he also had... Seven interceptions slash tackles wow. and one. I think it was seven of his eight ground. Oh, uh, you love
0: your you love that center back pairing. There you go. Oh uh, no, he
1: was, Fonda was in the midfield. He's oh, kind ben of a defensive the midfield. midfielder. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's some Conte was, numbers. Yeah, it was Hine was was the center back, but he left right. Mm-hmm. So now Ekdahl has kind of stepped up and done more than he had at the start of the year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: as he's become instead of just one of a pairing, kind of the star
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the back two. And to lose him, I think, could be a really rough blow for their hopes at winning the title in the Swedish league. He's a key player for them. Yeah. And it's also going to hurt his chances of getting a move potentially in January because he was on a lot of people's lips as a potential move to like a lower table side in a big league or a better team in like the Netherlands or Portugal. Mhm. He'd been linked to a lot of different clubs, but this could put a little damper on it if it is serious. Yeah, we hopefully don't know the it's not right too now. much
0: of a setback. Yeah. Um, but
1: I do also the Big difference, I think, in this game was the clinicality of gardens. Every time they had a chance, it seemed like hmm. they made it count. Gent hit the bar twice in the first half. So they were getting close. They were getting in the right spots. But they weren't actually able to get the ball into the net. gardens should have saved
0: some of that for Hacken last weekend. Yeah. Well, it's Burn. Burn taken a little more
1: than that. They got dominated. Burn, <laughs> But... Jurgarden now qualified, and then um, also want to point out Touringa. He had a rough day. Mm. He was supposed to be marking Soro, most of it, and <laughs> worst of just a, worst eleven. The speed, yes, <laughs> 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 very much so.
0: Um, all right, let's go to Group G then, mm-hmm. where Cluj defeated Slavia Prague again this time two 0 and Balkani lost at home to Civespor two one. Cluj two 0 Slavia Prague. Seemed like yet another example of Slavia Prague kind of bossing the game and the chances and not finishing. is <laughs> yeah. uh, like we talked about in our previews that Cluj are better mm-hmm. in this competition,
1: at least when they just set up shop. When yep. they just say, we're going defensive, mm-hmm. you have to try to score against us, we'll yep. maybe hit you on the counter, I mean, we might not even try. But this time they did get a couple really penalties. Cluj
0: had four shots today, one it was a penalty, mm-hmm. <laughs> and... They scored two goals. Uh we also want to give Slavia our Slavia uh, had twenty three shots. No goals. Yeah.
1: I think we do need to give our thoughts to the fan who had to the game had to be stopped because of a fan suffering some type of injury or medical. Unclear on what the what anything yeah. was going on. We weren't able to join and, and see what was happening right when it started, but it is just, you know, unfortunate. We hope that they're okay. Yeah, they
0: stopped the game for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Balkani won Civispor two. Uh, unfortunately No romance for Balkani today like there was last week in that thrilling 4-3 fixture. Uh, This actually puts Sivispor up to second on seven points with Cluj, Balkani, and Prague on four. Um, Balkani had the better of the game in the first half, it has to be said. Armin Taki scored again in the 36th minute but Sivispor really grew into the game in the second half had the better of the play then mm-hmm. took advantage with an 81st minute winner um i i hate to say it but seemed just about deserved um puts Sivispor in a good position i wanted i wanted the i wanted balkani to, to see this game through um but now they're they have a mountain to climb they really do uh but
1: you know if they get the win against Slavia Prague it's really all to play for in their final game then. Mm-hmm. So Again, Slavia Prague been...
0: should still be the best team in this group. Like, like immeasurably, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's crazy that they're on the bottom of this group. I really, uh, but a That's little, a conference league for you.
1: been a little disappointed by the Czech teams overall, I think, throughout this. Slovako? How
0: dare you? Slovako have been awesome.
1: Yeah, but Slovako have only been awesome kind of sparingly, you know? Yeah, it's, they've been when great. They've been,
0: they're, I mean, they're a tiny team. You know? yeah, they've been awesome.
1: But when they've been good, they've been really good. And when they've been mm-hmm. bad, it's been... Kind of rough to watch for them. But then uh, Slavia, not looking great, kind of brings down the air of the
0: Czech teams. And they didn't do as mm-hmm. well in qualifying as you would have liked. Slavi- yeah, they just can't score Slavia. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the final group, which is Group H. Uh, the most prestigious and infamous of all groups. Sees Saw a thrilling 3-3 draw with Slovan and Basel in Slovakia. And a Zalgiris win, 2-1 over Punic. Nailed that one. Max, good job. Pat on the back. Um, That leaves Basel on top with 7. Punic with 6. Bratislava with 5. And Zalgiris with 4. That's a nice little linear setup there. And it means that anything could happen in the last two games. Um, In Bratislava, 3-3 with Basel. We started off with a couple of pens in this game. That saw us level at halftime. But then Slavon surprised us. Maybe it shouldn't surprise us, because Basel sucks right now too. Yeah. Slavin goes up and three. George one. Kuchka's an
1: incredible player um, who deserves more credit for his career.
0: Indeed. Um Slavin goes ahead in the second half via corner. And then the second the third goal comes from a through ball, which catches out of Basel High Line. And Slavon looks like they're good to go, right? They wrapped it up. However, Zakiri for Basel came off the bench and scored an equalizer um, after a deal of second for Basel. Sloven will be kicking themselves here. They seem to have it in the bag. They let a team that's struggling to score um, in league basically hold on to first place in the group. Um, They could have had it all, David. They could have been in first. Could have had it all. No, they couldn't have been in first, but they could have had... Wait... yeah, they would have. Like, yeah, they would have been in first. Yeah. You're right, you're right. They would have been in first. <laughs> like what? Big missed opportunity for them, um, and also a missed opportunity for Punic, who how they did remain in second, but they lost at what had been a winless Zagoras so far. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'd hoped, we saw a little fight from Zagoras. They played well at home, um, and got a deserved two-one win. Uh, the it was sort of route one stuff from them on the two goals. The first was a. Was a flick on from a long throw in the box? Uh, the throw wasn't in the box. The throw reached the box. Yeah. Uh, and the second, I think you was... should be allowed to
1: take a throw in from inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> Create the a second... new dynamic. It'd the be second fun.
0: was a thumping ball from the keeper. You just sort of lumped it up to midfield. Couple of flick-ons. It's bad in the back of the net. <laughs> it's in the net. It's like a league one goal, yeah. and that's great. What do you think of this rule change? All right, instead of corner kicks,
1: yeah, you get a throw in from where the ball went out um so if it goes out right next to the goal you got to throw it in from right next to the goal good goes on over the, the bar, touch line. yeah yeah
0: if it goes over the bar on the relative where mm-hmm. touchline area where where it went out yeah okay if it goes over yeah, the yeah. bar
1: you got to throw it back in over the bar mm. so you have to be behind the goal because you can't stand in the goal yeah, that that's would interfere fun. the goalie yeah
0: if the ball Go lands real. in the crowd you have to throw it from the stands yeah. You have to, yeah. it's to like You have to go get the ball. Yeah, you have to get the ball. There's only one ball. I mean, you have to play it from where you, you get. You have to find it. the fan that's hiding it from you. Yeah. Uh See, these are these that?
1: are the things Bowley needs to be promoting, not the silly all ball.
0: ball. ball. Yeah. Um Yeah, It'd be so a that's a really we've...
1: really good result for Zagreus there, I think. Makes this group super interesting. This might be the most exciting group to watch next week or any... two weeks from now when yeah. they play their Not team, only are 50s. they
0: all within 3 points, but literally any result could happen in any in any other team, in any ground. Yeah. Because nothing makes sense in this group. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, should we move to our yeah, still we're gonna... unnamed segment that we should definitely name? Yeah, I think as we're, gonna, it be named? we're gonna roll the intro music that it's clearly gonna have at bum, some bum, point. Bum, 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 bum.
1: Oh, that's just Mario. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. we're gonna get copyrighted. <laughs> Damn it. Man, all the money we're making from this.
0: Mario Kart! Whee!
1: Well, now we're definitely getting copyrighted. All right, so the first category, we're going to mix up the categories a little bit.
0: Just mix it up. It's because stale. We're, yeah, we don't stale. get stale. You know, we don't do that here. No. We I do did, fun, fresh I stuff. We eat stale. Things. I don't do
1: stale myself. Refresh and hip. So the first one is going to be the big best upset result. The big best upset. So our nominees, there's seven nominees. So this has been through and picked. Yeah, we don't even, we're not picking kind of anything an we liked. Yeah. Sturmgras drawing Batio on the road. Yeah. Trabs on Spore destroying Monaco. Yeah. Zalgiris getting even with Punic. Partizan taking a second straight from Köln. Apollon defeating, defending Cyprus from the Dutch.
0: <laughs> the Dutch tried to invade Cyprus and they were like, no, no, and no. they were sent Not away. Not today.
1: It's like the Italians trying to invade anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, United with a dramatic late winner. Because,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nobody saw that <laughs> no coming. No one saw that coming. Nobody saw United winning. Or Slovako. Slovako. Um I'm going to break a lot of these. might have given it away. I'm going to break a couple of these down. Graz, uh, I thought, would be competitive. Eliminated. Chobs and Spore, while Monaco had won a bunch in a row and were playing well. Chobz and Spore are the Turkish champions. Throwing it away. Zogaris beating Punic. Punic isn't good either. Throw it away. <laughs> uh, Partizan, second straight from Cologne. Maybe surprising, but after last week... Less so, you know, after we saw what Partizan could do to them. Doing it in a second straight week is definitely still surprising, but less so. I think you're fair with that one. The game itself isn't surprising, but I think mm-hmm. in the context, both wins together right. is the surprise. Uh, so. United will look, o- look over. Apollon uh, definitely takes second place here. I didn't think they'd get a result, let alone a win against Alkmaar. But how can you say? Slovako on the road in Nice? Come on, it's yeah. stuff of dreams. It's stuff of dreams. Maybe that's the
1: real theater of dreams.
0: Oh, yeah. An empty Nice. An empty niece Stadium. There, It's empty every other game for fan behavior anyway. Uh, now we'll move on to best goal of the day. Ooh. Boy, do we have some options. We'll start with Alexander Sorloth's Sociedad opener. 45th plus one minute. A thumper from outside the box as described before. Uh, Michelons' Emiliano Martinez picks it up from a turnover from Feyenoord. And hits it twenty five from twenty five yards out straight into the bottom corner. We have Bardi of Trabzonspor, uh that free kick on free kick under the wall. And then two West Ham offerings. Ooh. The Ben Rama free kick into the bottom left corner. And Jared Bowen's upper ninety. Or it's um, apparently that's an American. Yeah, Julian so Laurence say, does not upper ninety. Top you corner. corner say, top, top pins. Top corner. Yeah, top pins. <laughs> uh we have Slovakos free kick winner from Reinberg. Um uh, Nusir Al-Ghazi for PSV, their fifth, um, puts his defender on skates, smashes near post, and then Red Stars Mitrovic, not Fulham's Mitrovic, but Red Stars Mitrovic, scoring in a second straight uh, Europa League game off a of bad Ferencvaros corner, goes on a long run, and scores solo.
1: Yeah, Do you so have a I'm, preference here? When I'm looking at these options, I think... The ones I kind of narrowed it down to are Sorloff, which is just an incredible goal. It's a great goal. Ben Rama, it's a beautiful free kick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I think El Ghazi does incredible. The dribbling display he puts on <laughs> right before blasting it, but mm-hmm. because it's the fifth goal, yeah. it just it's like, hard to put
0: too much weight onto it. Yeah. yeah, it
1: kind of felt like the defender... It has maybe to was, be really special. Yeah, the defender was kind of giving ground in a way that maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. if it isn't the fifth goal. So I'm kind of like, eh, maybe not. But the Reinberg one free kick winner mm-hmm. you know i think the situation of that one yeah even if it is kind of niece's fault yeah. for getting
0: i like it you're going with the emotion i'm going with the emotion i love I think. it the yeah the situation Not just around
1: the, it combined with the technique combined with the technique the fact that it is a really nice goal combined with the mm-hmm. the passion gives it to me what about the most impressive europa league qualified teams just looking at mm-hmm. their everyone, whole campaign so far everyone who's qualified. For the Europa for the League mi- knockouts. For the knockouts, yeah. yeah. So their whole campaign, not just today. So we have Fenerbahce, Wren, Freiburg, Sociedad, and Betis.
0: Mm, good options here. Good options. Good uh, options. I wouldn't say date? I've been that impressed with Fenerbahce or yeah. Wren in that group. I mm-hmm. just feel like yeah, the competition level, other than each other, is not crazy high. Um, I think Sociedad have been... Obviously, they got the win at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Um and they've been perfect so far. But other than that, you'd kind of expect them to be. Batiste similarly getting results at home against Roma and winning on the road in the Olimpico is pretty impressive. Um, but my answer is Freiburg. Because Freiburg ha- are not accustomed to this position in the same way. We really weren't sure what we were going to get out of them. You know, like last year, we didn't get great showing from Berlin. This year, we're not getting great showing from Cologne. Or Berlin. <laughs> or Berlin. You know, there's just like, you don't know what to expect necessarily from a team with little experience. Mm-hmm. And they've passed every test with flying colors. They've been really clinical and they've sort of grown into the competition too. They look better and better. Um, and even though some of these teams are a mess, like Nons and Olympiacos, you have to say they've taken, they've really put the hammer on those guys. So I'm going to go ahead and say Freiburg, the yeah, newbies. I think I was going to agree with you. They've also, they've only allowed one goal so far. Yeah, they've been super good. They've been really on good. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, they look like somebody who could actually, a team that could actually go pretty deep in this tournament. How do you feel about Conference League equivalent? Most impressive teams qualified for the for the knockout stages of the Conference League. Yeah,
1: so that gives us Jurgardens, Villarreal, West Ham, and Bashak Shahir. And Jurgardens recently have been mm-hmm. very impressive. Yeah. But I can't look past drawing with Shamrock. <laughs> I think that eliminates you from a most mm-hmm. impressive uh, choice mm-hmm. but they have still looked very very good since that moment Three, I think I know what you're going. going for here Um, do you? yeah Villarreal also looked very very good but they have looked a little shaky at times mm-hmm. and given what I would expect from them having just played in the Champions League semifinals and constantly fighting around the European spots in Spain I'm like okay they should probably just be taking care of business against these teams they should be winning 4 out of 4 they should be doing so easily and they've made it a little tricky for themselves at time. West Ham looked a little sturdier, I think, than Villarreal. Mm-hmm. So I'd put them above Villarreal.
0: But not overly impressive. Not overly
1: impressive, especially because... Yeah.
0: And, you know, they went just... to the Europa Semis last year, so there's yeah. a lot of expected of them in this competition too. also. It, yeah,
1: and they're also one of those teams that, when you look at, like, the top five or top four leagues, and, like, mm-hmm. I guess this only applies to the top four leagues, not the top five. That seventh team, that's always kind of, like, West Ham are usually fighting around that spot so Mm -hmm. it's that should be a team that comes in and does well in this competition yeah so that's why i'm going with the shock i knew it i knew yeah i think like they've just done everything really really well they yeah do have that draw but you know i think the performance against fiorentina yes compared to expectations for them coming in was super impressive i
0: agree they they, they've been overall very impressive Mm -hmm. Um, also
1: no goals allowed yet that's amazing
0: yeah, their defensive record holds up in the in the league mostly too. Mm-hmm. Very few conceded. Um, why don't we do country that won the day? One of our favorite segments. Yeah. Um Our options are England, another perfect day. Even though you know it's like they should all win. Yeah. Um, Turkey, big day for them. Four for four. We've been, made a lot of fun of Turkey in this podcast so far, but Sivaspor, Boshakci, here, Fenerbache, and Sport all won today. Mm-hmm. Spain. Sociedad and Villarreal, and Betis secured qualification. In addition, um, but again, um, really only Betis is a was at, in doubt. Um, Denmark, uh, <laughs> Michelin got a ro- big road draw. Silkeborg another five nil domination. Uh, who are you going with? Mm. So I don't think it's close this week. No, I don't think it is close this week. I think
1: it could be close this week. Spain and Denmark. It could be because we choose. So we could say anything we wanted. That's true. <laughs> uh, and England, they were. England? Come on, England! Come on, England! Score some fucking goals!
0: Ball's <laughs> coming home. Um,
1: they had a perfect day, so that puts them clearly up in the running. But yeah. you do have to say they were kind of like expected wins yep. for all three of those teams. And I think Turkey, the performances they put yeah. in, really good. The only one that was in doubt at all at any point was Sivasspor. Mm-hmm. And they're they what, had a pretty like, dominant day, fifteenth like yeah. in the league there.
0: And they're anyway, so they kind of need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the league it's
1: huge for the league, and especially with the struggles that Greece and Cyprus have had in the actual group stages, mm-hmm. kind of reasserting their control over the yeah. Eastern. Having no Champions League team this year, exactly. You know, uh, yeah, saying screw the Byzantines, the Ottoman Empire is here to stay. Turkey's yeah. still better than they Greece.
0: <laughs> they took a big step. I'm not going to touch that. Uh, Finally, we'll do the country that lost the day. Yeah, we only have three nominees. Yeah, nobody was totally putrid today, you know? These three (laughs) weren't very good. Not very
1: good. So you had Switzerland with Basel dropping some very gettable points Mm -hmm. and Zurich getting destroyed again. Yeah, continuing to. It's almost
0: like Switzerland just wants to disown their own champions now.
2: Yeah, it's just. Don't don't lump them in with us. Come on. They're going to be in this a lot because they only have two teams and Zurich. One of them, Zurich. Yeah.
0: Luckily (laughs) for Switzerland, Zurich will soon not be in it anymore. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Netherlands, they went 1-1-1, one, one, and one, but all three were very winnable matchups. Mm-hmm. And I think they should have won at least two here, probably. Yep. And then France, you know, Rennes had a good day. They qualified, but yeah. Nice lost at home. Monaco and Nantes get just yeah. embarrassed. The answer is
0: clearly France, here. Yeah, France. It was a tough day for France. Yep, it's never I feel like we've been saying this a lot. <laughs> it's always a good day. It's either France, France or Italy, Italy every week. Yeah, they're big countries who just they yeah. don't
1: get up for group stage games, it yeah. seems like. Yeah. And then, you know, the knockouts come, and I feel like... Both these countries have teams that do relatively well. We'll see. In, like, these second-tier tournaments. Yeah, I don't Naka trust stages, any of these teams, I don't trust them. I
0: don't even trust Ren. I like Ren, but... Yeah. Ren, I'm a little worried about long Monaco should so. be... Yeah. Like, Ren in am- the tournament because of the
1: age. Yeah. You know, once you get to these later stages. but
0: Monaco is confusing, too, because they, they've been on such good form recently, mm-hmm. and then they're still apt to get their ass kicked, like... For, you know you never you just never know uh, don't trust the French that's the thesis of the podcast that's the lesson we all learned today that's the yeah the moral of the story um, and that's it I think we've done it wow what a great day Yeah, that was so fun thanks for joining us thanks and for that wasn't that oh, I'm just moved we'll talk to you just on moved you're with us today we're gonna talk to them on Monday maybe yeah about um, Union uh, Saint-Gilois we have a we have a new club spotlight coming out they're a really interesting club actually um, so much so that they're, it's taking me kind of a while to get through all the stuff about them. Um, but yeah, we haven't recorded it yet. No. We it, probably d- should do don't, that too. Don't tell them that. They don't need to know that. We're um, very prepared in, in advance. We're so, yeah. I, don't I got nothing else to say. Wrap yeah. it up for us, today. But yeah,
1: join us on Monday. It'll be a lot of fun breaking down Union Saint-Gilois. But until then, cheers to the gaffer. Fuck
2: yeah.